This is Diaries of a Sensitive Soul. My name is Rachel Kelly. Welcome to my podcast. As a highly sensitive person, knowing there's so many others out there just like me, I wanted to create this podcast as a safe place to express myself and connect with others as I explore and share topics that many of us stay silent around. As a trauma-informed coach and narcissistic abuse specialist, you can expect both personal stories and educational insights along the way. My hope is that by hearing the raw and vulnerable parts of my life, you can remind yourself that you're never alone in yours. Hello, welcome back. This is another episode of Diaries of a Sensitive Soul. And today's episode, I was really inspired by some recent reflections that I witnessed in myself from my own yoga teacher training journey. And I wanted to share them with you in a podcast episode. And the reason is that when I went through a lot of my lessons, a lot of the reflections, I realized that despite what your goals are in life, what your current desires are, the fact that you may or may not want to be a yoga teacher, the lessons that I learned here were very applicable to other situations in life. And you may just find that you connect and relate into this. And I guess if you are on maybe a similar kind of path or journey to one that I'm on, maybe there is something in here that will give you a dose of inspiration or some insight into how that experience was for me. So for some context, for some background on this, I took my yoga teacher training in Guatemala in Lake Atitlan, uh, started at the beginning of February this year. And I didn't plan to do a yoga teacher training course in Guatemala. I left the UK in January to go to Mexico, and it was only that I'd had some loose conversations before I left around some different um skill sets I could learn from. So looking at different courses, something that could provide and support my current business, provide me with some new skills, or just kind of an immersive experience that was, you know, going to help me learn and grow. And so I knew that if I was going to be doing a training, I wanted it to be something that was going to support the context of my business. And so I decided to make the move from Mexico to Guatemala, where I took my yoga teacher training and I spent three weeks up in a beautiful venue which had the most amazing views and there I did my yoga teacher training and for anyone that's done one or has some insight and knowledge around yoga trainings they're very intense you know we fit a lot into 200 hours and yeah, it's, um, I mean, obviously there's longer ones and more spread out ones, but generally the, the 200 hours, you know, you're going consistently for, for six or so days. And the training itself, I realized as I was moving through it, a lot of different things come up for me. I was processing a lot, everybody was, and it was definitely a transformative and yeah, a, a, period that 
helped me to recognize many lessons. So in this episode, I really want to just share with you these, these lessons for myself from my journey, but also kind of how they can apply to you. Okay. So the very first one that I want to talk about is something that I wrote in my Instagram post yesterday, and I really didn't get to explain really how this experience looked. But basically, I gained a huge amount of confidence during this yoga training and the teaching thereafter, because I learned to move through the fear of speaking in front of others. And this doesn't mean that now like this fear has completely gone, but I definitely broke through a huge layer and a huge block for me when it came to standing up in front of other people, which is obviously required in yoga. You're required to use your voice. You're required to put your mat at the front so they can see you, your students can see you, and obviously continue to guide the class, you know, share your cues and make sure you're really just present whilst you know, remembering your flow and all of this extra stuff that comes with not just being able to articulate and use your voice and be present in the process and attentive to your students in the class, but also just to remember what you're doing, where you're going, when you're learning new flows and you're very first starting out, you're like, you know, you you have to follow a sequence and obviously you want to make sure you're guiding through your class properly and you're you're keeping it even you're not forgetting what one side I mean these things happen but of course when you're learning out you're trying to absorb all of these different things and then stand up in front of people so as well as taking in all of this different information you're standing up in front of people and if you're someone like me and you feel like something that you're required to do is perform And for you to get everything right, for you to say things and with this connotation, with this idea that whatever comes out your mouth has to be the right thing and that people are looking at you to provide the right answer. And this is very much a belief that I held on to from school. So something that would happen for me was when I was in a situation where I felt like there was a pressure to perform. It was a moment, especially when I'm in big groups, standing up in front of a big group of people. And suddenly it's like all eyes are on me. People are expecting something from me. And I build this thing up in my head, in my nervous system. And sometimes it's so automatically ingrained that I drop into a freeze response and I go completely stuck. I go completely mind blank. I forget what I'm going to say. And it's, it's, it's something used to happen to me very often in school. And it's like a crippling feeling of, I used to be very shy. So it was all of these feelings coming back to me and it's not pleasant. And it's something that I realize comes on so, so fast. Sometimes I don't even know that it's going to come on because sometimes I can go into a situation boldly and I'm not triggered into this freeze response. I can share my voice. And other times if I let that uh, energy creep up on me and I start letting those Uh, feelings, those kind of automatic ingrained feelings that my body has learned, this is what should happen in this situation, because this is what's always happened. I kind of defaulted to this freeze response. And so that's not ideal. So one of the things that I was able to do, I allowed myself to move faster without the, the creeping up feelings and the thoughts creeping up on me that says 
you need to perform, you need to know what you're saying, know what you're doing. So it was almost like for me, one of the, t- the tips that I had with doing this was I was asked to teach. We all had to teach in a class before we completed the training um, in different kind of dynamics. But, you know, we, we held space and we taught for the, the, um, the final part of the training. And I, of course, had to move through that fear. But then when it came to moving through that on an even deeper level, I actually had to remind myself that going straight into this was going to be one of one of the things that helped support me moving through my fear that I had to perform, that things had to be perfect, that I had to knew, know everything that I was going to say, that I had to memorize everything, that all of this stuff, you know, I had to move through all of that. And the only way that I was really able to put this all into practice and move through this block was through finding the courage to move with that discomfort and actually just get started straight away. I know that if I would have left it one or two months or three or six months, the longer you leave something, the more that fear builds up. And so on that note, one of the things I want to share is that like, if you're scared, if you're really, really scared about doing something and then you have some level of uh, fear or you have the the you're aware of these kind of limiting thoughts and beliefs and programs that are going on where you're like what is this what is this resistance that i'm experiencing and for you i shared an instagram story on this yesterday it is a it could be an excuse it could be a pattern repeating over itself it could be this sensation in your body that feels so hard to hold within your body this discomfort this kind of contraction within your body that you don't know how to move with that so your your first thing and first uh point of movement or behavior or thought is i need to move away from this because this doesn't feel safe really what your body's doing is it, it hasn't yet learned how to move with that resistance and so i would just say if you're waiting on something that you're scared to do start small just get started just start i know this is simple and i know we hear this all the time just get started you know, that saying, where, what was the saying? It's like, if you look back in six months, you'll wish you'd started then or something like that. So basically the idea that like time is going to pass anyway, you know, so imagine if you started today, just a little bit where you could be in six months time with your growth, your confidence, not necessarily particular goals or outcomes. Maybe that's important to you, but think of the growth that you go through whilst it's messy whilst you're learning, whilst you're developing a skill set. So that would be my one word of advice on this particular lesson. And for anyone else that has this fear or this feeling that whenever you speak up in front of others, you may be in a line of work similar to me where you hold space for other people, you share content, you maybe stand up in work, have to do kind of meetings, speak to authoritarian kind of figures, things like that, where you're required to use your voice and maybe get some points across, you're holding a space, you're guiding someone, you're holding the energy, you're creating safety. There may be a level of, okay, I need to perform and I need to give a certain standard of delivery with whatever it is I'm sharing. And I realized that this performance thing has been stuck with me for a really, really long time. And 
I know that the more embodied that I become in my work and my teachings and my lessons, the easier it is for me and the more natural it becomes to just show up authentically. And this is something that comes with time. It's like you learn a skill, you learn to do something and it's like you're sharing on something. But when you're sharing when it's embodied, you're really just sharing from experience and from the heart. And I remember when I very first used to hold women's circles, I used to write out the scripts of things that I used to say. I would write out the meditation scripts. I would write out the scripts for the whole thing, how it would flow. And now I'm so much more in flow and a lot looser. And I wouldn't like... I wouldn't be stressing over what comes out of my mouth. I really am able to settle into that trust that I have within me because I've embodied all of these teachings and I only share from that embodied place. But when you're first starting out, you really have to understand that not everything is fully embodied. You have to start somewhere, i.e. teaching yoga. You haven't quite grasped your brain hasn't quite mastered how to hold all of these different pieces of information at the same time and to have your energy focused on what you need to do when you show up to guide a class. That's normal. That's natural. So having that compassion and that understanding that it's okay to be messy. It's okay to be fumbling your way through. It's okay, you know, to show up when something doesn't feel fully embodied because the way you get there is through your action. And that's something I'm reflecting on now as I'm sharing this with you. Like, it's okay to voice out loud to yourself, to other people, to own where you're actually at in your journey. Like, it's okay to be a beginner. It's okay to be slightly fumbly or messy in your approach it's okay to mess your words it's okay to get things wrong to forget what you're doing all of this stuff is okay and owning that can make this process so much better like I know for me when I first started out on anything that I've ever done if I've ever gone into something feeling that I need to pretend that I'm like a expert in whatever I'm doing I crumble because I'm holding a too high standard for myself and imposter syndrome creeps in. But if you own it and you say out loud, I'm just starting, I'm feeling a bit nervous, this is my first class, or this is me referencing maybe a specific thing when you're holding space. But if you're if you're gonna take this lesson and you're gonna apply this into your everyday life, maybe for you it's looking like a situation at work or even in a relationship you can apply this it's like if something makes you feel uncomfortable and you're not familiar with it before maybe a certain form of intimacy you're feeling closed off you're feeling like you're avoiding if you can just boldly claim and own where you're at this is where I'm at and not feeling very comfortable and feeling a bit nervous that's okay and this is really a tool that has helped me because my level of vulnerability when I look back now, I I struggled. I never used to be able to be open about where I was. It was like there was a com- there was a complete disconnect because I held such high standards for myself that I expected that for myself. I expected myself to to hold really high standards, which meant I wasn't available to even mess up or get anything wrong. So that meant that I was always holding so much pressure for myself to go into situations. And if I did that, it felt more crippling and 
so much harder to embody the lessons and even be messy because you have to go through the messiness to even get to where you want to go. You can't just go from like beginner to expert without going through those steps. That's what gets you there. And that's something that I think a lot of us forget. And I hope that that's uh, permission and helpful for you to see that it's okay to be a beginner and to fully, fully own that within yourself. So the next thing I want to come on to is, is, is still connected around the voice, around our confidence and really embracing kind of our authenticity, owning where we're at. And one of the things that really got solidified and almost became a concrete thing within a felt sense of my nervous system was every single day we had a sharing circle, probably even more than once a day. I can't even remember now, but if I'm sure it was like at least twice a day, maybe even more. And whenever we had this sharing circle, we'd do a little check-in and it was, imagine that every day for 21 days to speak up and share what was on your mind, what you were processing. Of course, some days you have nothing to share. Of course, sometimes you feel that what you have to say isn't going to contribute any value to the group. Of course, sometimes you're going to think, what I have to say feels negative or what I have to say maybe sounds too positive and this person's going through a hard time so maybe I can't share what I have to say. All of these normal things that come up when we're in the middle of a sharing circle when there's all eyes on us and for me it's always been an edge. The amount of circles that I've been to and also held myself over the years, I can see the difference in how I showed up from the very first one that I went to as an attendee and the very first one that I held to how I hold them now and to how I show up in these spaces. And so talking about me as showing up in one of these spaces, someone else is holding the space and I'm the... Um, I'm the participant in this circle who is required to share my voice. Well, in these situations at the yoga training, I really had to be okay with the fact that I sometimes didn't have anything to share. And sometimes this was because I did drop into a freeze response for a little bit of this yoga training If anyone has followed my journey, I was having symptoms of chronic fatigue syndrome and I basically, for the few months before I left, had healed those symptoms. And during the training where it was so, so intense, a a huge amount of stress came on. And at one point I realized I was forgetting to use my tools and I started to creep, a lot of fear started to creep in that I was feeling Um, a lot of these symptoms again fatigue and brain fog and so when there's brain fog and when there's freeze and when there's stress in the body your nervous system can go blank you can have a complete mind blank you're just almost like going through the motions of life but you're not really present and this happened to me in the yoga training at least for the like at least for like half of it and um yeah it, it was quite intense and it was quite a confronting moment but I had to in those moments be really honest and vocal with myself and use my voice and know it was okay to actually say when it came to my turn to speak and share in these circles that I was actually allowed to say I don't have anything to say at this moment or I'm not feeling great I feel like this process is really stressful I don't actually know what to share and it was easier for me to share the positive experiences because of I just somehow felt that that was more acceptable. But when it comes to sharing something else, when most of the people in the group, I felt, was full of positive energy, 
I felt like it wasn't okay to share what I was processing. And I was questioning, is everyone else genuinely feeling great? Because (laughs) this is fucking hard for me. This is hard. This is a process. And I think over the three weeks, I started to realize that everyone was on their own different journey and I could start to see everyone else actually opening up about their own stuff. But the lesson that I want to give you from this is let yourself be liberated in using your voice and sharing exactly what is on your mind in the presence of others, because that can be so, so healing for you. I realized it wasn't as scary as I thought to be honest and open about how shitty I was feeling on some of the days, how much of a how difficult it was, how much I was hating it sometimes and whatever else was going on, all the things that I thought was way too negative or or deep or yeah, not, not going to be accepted well in the group or, or through fear of offending, you know, the, the trainers, because I was like, Oh, I don't want them to think badly. And I don't want them to feel bad. <laughs> all of those things. So allow yourself in the witness, in the presence of others to liberate yourself and to speak up what you're feeling. And if you have nothing to say in moments, don't be afraid of saying, I have nothing to say. And this is just reminding you to connect into your own authenticity, to connect into what's true for you in each moment and embrace all those aspects, the duality where sometimes things are going to be feeling great and positive and sometimes they're not. But one isn't more acceptable than the other. We've been brought up in a society where toxic positivity can be a real real hindrance for people to be in touch with their emotions a lot of the time because we're taught that when we're witnessing other people being so positive and disregarding those negative emotions, we think it's not okay. And so we're always kind of unlearning this process and sometimes it doesn't feel easy. And how often do you feel that you can be more vulnerable in the presence of others being more vulnerable than you do when everybody else is being kind of positive and everything is going well? And that's not to say, you know, that's great for those people where things are going positive and we don't have to be bitter about it. You know, we can look at it with the through the lens that we're all having very unique experiences. But just to know that connecting in with yourself and your authenticity when using your voice is going to help you in so many ways. And my breakthrough here was that I knew it was okay. The lesson that I learned from this was that all, all parts of me are safe to exist. All parts are safe to exist. And it doesn't mean anything about anyone or there's no stories that need to be created about what we share from our heart and from our truth. It is what what it is and that gets to be honoured and witnessed. So the next thing I wanted to share, I touched on this just a moment ago, that I realised when we were all sharing in these circles that we're all on such different journeys. We all have very unique stories. We've all come from different backgrounds. We've all had different things happening in our lives, different experiences, different upbringings, different conditioning, growing up in different environments, different countries, different traumas, different challenges. But what I also realized and what I also learned was that despite all those differences, recognizing those differences And then recognizing that actually so many of us were on the very, very similar path to each other was such a real healing experience for me. Because in the way that we can look at everyone's differences and we can respect that and we can understand that we are all so unique, we are really all so unique, 
But when we begin to notice some similarities, it can help in so many different ways in the sense of when we start to notice other people on a very similar path to us, it can help us feel less alone. That's been my personal experience. So it's like we can always find this common ground within people so often we see everybody else from these different kinds of places, different kinds of people. And sometimes we might have this idea that there isn't anyone like us. Like there isn't any kind of like-minded people. We see all these differences and we can really focus in on these differences between us. Yet there's often this one thing when we come together in this place that are bringing people together. We're all here with the same mission. And what I found is that this helped to really open, expand my perspective and also remind me that like, it doesn't matter how different we all are. We can look for these differences. And sometimes what we can actually do uh, as a protector, when we're this kind of person that may have felt alone or misunderstood for a lot of our lives is we can look at groups of people and think, I don't fit in. They're so different. We haven't got anything in common. We've come from different countries. They are an only child or they've had all of this, um, kind of money spent on them growing up or they've had um, all of this trauma or whatever it is that feels different to how you grew up. We can look at that and be like, we're just not the same. But I actually found that really understanding the differences and then understanding the similarities amongst all of us was really, really beautiful in understanding that we can all form beautiful connections despite what our backgrounds have been and we can all connect on this one thing and that's one lesson that I just you know a little insight that came as I was reflecting on this point one of the biggest things that I took away from this for me was actually when I left the UK I had I was in the kind of I guess the bubble of society where I was working towards settling down saving for a um, stability for a mortgage you know these decisions were all in the back of my mind what do I do at this point am I going to live this way or am I going to go and follow my desires that actually feel more heart-led and go and explore a new place and find that inspiration again for life and so these were different things that I was sitting on before I left to even come away for the yoga training because I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if what, what the next step was. And so having exposure to different people almost on very similar journeys, people that were deciding that they wanted to break away from societal norms, similar ages and maybe no children. It really felt like a healing experience to see that outside of this life that I wasn't sure I wanted to leave, the one where I was trying to settle back home in England and doing all the things that I thought I should do to settle down before I was 30, that just didn't work out for me. What I realized was that meeting other people on the same path helped me to realize that my decision to come away was great and that it was actually really, really safe for me, even though I was choosing to do it alone, to go away and make a decision like this, to come on a yoga teacher training and actually decide to live in a country in Central America and continue to make different choices from the unconventional path that I set out for myself and that so many of my friends and peers were actually doing back at home. So it really did help me to come away to something like this. So if it's something that you're thinking about, something that's on your mind, something where you're maybe considering a move or finding community or finding maybe a training or a course that's going to bring you deeper into your soul's purpose and your mission here in life, then consider that whatever you get from it, 
there's going to be some level of healing for you in that experience. There's going to be some level of growth within that experience. There's going to be something reflected back to you that's going to help support you and guide you in whatever you're doing next. And it may just be that connection with other people from no matter where they are across the world, but have a similar vision and goal to you. And that alone can help you feel less alone in the choices that you are making. So that was one thing that I reflected on for myself. And I think this next point that I'm going to share with you is going to lead on very nicely from here. The very last point I wrote in my journal was that everyone is a teacher. I think this is so beautiful and it was a realization that I must have had during that period of time that I wrote this down that I was open to being guided and to learn and to stay curious and open-minded from every single person in that training, from every single person in life. So for me, it was the realization that I was showing up in this space with open-mindedness, with the idea that we all can learn things from each other. Everybody can be a guide from us for us. Everyone can be a teacher. Everyone really is a mirror reflecting back to us what we already know to be true inside of us, beliefs, ideas, and visions, but also to help expand that and see what we maybe don't have, what's missing, what activates us. And so I learned so many things from so many people just by talking, conversations, witnessing. And this was particularly helpful, especially when I was going through uh, the more harder challenges, like facing difficulties within myself, not sure, you know, what my body's limits were, trying to really find a new uh, relationship again with my body after um, chronic fatigue and finding these sort of uh, fears and and potential symptoms coming up and wondering, you know, are they going to spiral? Am I going to spiral? And these difficult times and these moments that we get faced with to deepen our connection with ourselves. And I I found that just by witnessing other people, as I shared before, in their vulnerabilities was so healing for me. It, It allowed me to break down a barrier. And also what I was reminded of was just to remember that we're all here learning and growing from each other. We can all use each other as opportunities to grow. And so I do really encourage you with this kind of lesson for me, although it was, you know, very kind of a short statement, you know, everyone is a teacher or guide, is for you to really show up with an open mind and an open heart and curiosity in whatever you're doing in your life. Because you never know what lessons can come from unexpected sources. And really it's about asking the right questions to yourself and perhaps to other people and even in times you're facing challenges and you don't really know where to go for support it can be hugely transformative to change your perspective in who you're learning from how resourceful you can be to navigate situations so asking yourself the questions all the time what is this experience showing me what are the lessons in this situation what can i learn from this person how has what this person has said or shared affected me and if i'm triggered or activated what is that within me what is this showing me what do i need to work on or move through so there's just a question in this for you to stay open-minded and to be guided and for you to just remain open to new insights and new experiences 
Okay, so to summarize the lessons of this podcast for you, the takeaways that I truly feel are going to be so beneficial for you is get started on whatever it is you're thinking of doing, the thing that you are desiring to do, but there's fear holding you back. We're not waiting for the fear to disappear. That's not how we move through fear. That's not how we move towards our goals. It's not how we move towards greater alignment. We don't wait for fear to just decide to leave because half of this is showing yourself you're safe to move through it by a felt sense. Whatever that fear is, half of it is the action part that allows you to move through it. But the other half is soothing your nervous system to a point where you know that you are safe to up level, to get to this next level. To remind yourself that when this resistance comes up, you can work through that. And this resistance piece is something you get to work on. It's recognizing when these excuses, these fears, these very real fears, but maybe sometimes only stories are coming up within you, these sensations, and creating a nice, nourishing, supportive relationship with that part so that it knows it's not getting left behind but it can come along with you it's something I talk about a lot this is kind of the basis of parts work that I work a lot with with my clients and once you learn the foundation of working with your parts you can apply it to almost anything in your life in fact yeah there's parts for pretty much everything so you can decide that you're going to build this relationship with these different parts of you and get them all on board so you can navigate these scary, fearful things. And then I wanted to just remind you that using your voice to share whatever is present and real for you in each moment can allow for such great growth and vulnerability so that you can show up really in your fullest in your moments where you feel that there's parts of you you need to hide, if you can just be okay with the awareness, the understanding that it doesn't matter what you share, really. It doesn't matter how you use your voice. It doesn't matter how imperfectly you perceive yourself. As long as you're being true to yourself and showing up in your own truth, then that's going to help support and guide you in whatever it is you're, you're moving towards. And then embracing your imperfectness, embracing the messiness of the journey. Whatever we're moving towards, almost every single person listening to this episode, I'm sure at some point or present in their present life, has, has moved through or is going through a challenge that has required you to have courage to act imperfectly. And giving yourself permission to do that, to take messy, messy, messy action is going to support you in more ways than you can realize. And working on that core, core part, that core belief around this has to be perfect. I have to know exactly what I'm saying. This is a belief that tells me I need to perform. And if I don't perform, I'm going to mess up and people are going to hate me. Start working on what your stories are around this. Start understanding, are you holding yourself to these expectations? Are you holding yourself to a story that you have to perform, that you have to be a certain way? Is that blocking you from getting to where you want to go? And just allow yourself to really liberate yourself. And as you start to embrace more of these kind of imperfect actions, these imperfect ways of showing up and actually just being a bit more lighthearted with it all, making it fun, making it a big game even or an experiment for you to see how much can I grow? What can I take from this experience and what can I learn? 
And then as a result of that, you're allowing yourself to make more genuine connections with people, find new situations that align better. And overall, just giving yourself that gift of owning and embracing your own uniqueness. And the last thing I would say on here, the final point that I wanted to summarize, if you're really on the fence with something, if you're really considering breaking out of a societal norm, stepping into something that feels scary but is unconventional, something that maybe is taking you off the trajectory that you once had for yourself in your life or even the trajectory that parents or friends expect of you, just give yourself permission to take a risk, to play around and see what that experience can show you without any expectations of where that can go. When I did my yoga training, as I said at the start of this episode, I had no plans before I left the UK. It wasn't booked until I got to Mexico. I didn't know, it wasn't in my long-term vision, I'm going to be a yoga teacher. However, I followed that that desire, I followed that that feeling within me that said, this is going to help you grow in so many ways and actually give you more tools to support your clients with. And I allow myself to just take one step at a time and keep following that one step after one step after one step and just keep following that desire, that passion, that inspiration. So... If you don't know what your longer term plans are and that's stopping you because you can't see so far into the future, let yourself just take one step at a time and move towards the things that are exciting you in this moment and embrace those unique desires. We all have our desires and dreams for a reason. They're not random. They're not here because we're not supposed to do them. They're here because that's what excites us and and life is about following that joy. We can get so stuck in routine and this rhythm that sometimes life becomes mundane and we actually forget to make life fun and to enjoy what we're here to do. So I will leave that one here on that final reminder. I would love to hear if there's been any insights from you. And again, feel free to reach out with any questions or any further support. I am taking on -on one-on-one clients at the moment and sending all my love have the most amazing day i'll catch you in the next episode thank you so much for listening if anything i shared in today's episode has touched your heart or you feel cool to share with me any parts of your own personal journey i'd love to hear from you you can find me over on instagram at i am rachel kelly i'm sending you so much love and I'll see you in the next episode.